0: This episode may contain content not suitable for some audiences, including crimes against children, mentions of suicide, descriptions of a graphic nature, and adult language at times. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Natalie Putt was just 17 years old when she allegedly walked out of her home on the 1st of September 2003 in Dudley, West Midlands, and was never seen again. Despite extensive searches for the young mother, no clues of her whereabouts or her possible killer have ever been found. You are listening to True Crime Britain. Join me, Rhiannon, each Wednesday as I tell the solved and unsolved stories of some of the most disturbing, mysterious, and heartbreaking crimes committed throughout the United Kingdom. Welcome to this week's episode. Natalie was born in Aberystwyth, and was described by her sister, Rebecca Coggins, as a person who could be friends with anybody, saying, "'She was one of the kindest people I know. She had a bit of an edge to her, and could certainly handle her own. But mainly, she was this very vivacious person you just didn't forget.'" Even though Natalie had had a turbulent childhood herself, growing up in the middle of a custody battle between her mother and father, Natalie had always dreamed of having her own family. So when she found out she was pregnant, she was overjoyed and appeared to settle down. In June 2003, Natalie gave birth to her first child, a son named Rhys. However, the relationship with the child's father, Ken McCallum, had always been turbulent, according to Rebecca. So, it was not a big surprise that the two went on a break not long after their son was born. Apparently, Natalie wanted to make a change in her life. But what kind of change she had in mind, we will never know. On the 1st of September 2003, 17-year-old Natalie was dropped off at her home in Thornley, Noah Gonal, by another man named Chris Millard, at around 8pm. Natalie had given birth to her son Reese just 11 weeks earlier, and was still on a break from Kevin, who, reportedly, was at Natalie's home that day waiting for her. As his former girlfriend arrived home, Kevin said he wanted to discuss the state of their relationship, so the two went upstairs to have a chat. There, Natalie and Kevin were smoking, while having an allegedly civil conversation. According to Kevin, Natalie then left for the nearby petrol station to buy another pack of cigarettes. The 17 year old took her HSBC bank card with her, but for one reason or another, she left her handbag and mobile phone behind. At this point, Kevin said he went to feed Reese and never actually saw Natalie leave in the front door. After 45 minutes, Kevin had finished feeding the baby. But Natalie had still not returned. And she never did. As time passed by, there were still no signs of Natalie, who had said she would be right back, and with no way of contact in her there was no other choice than to report her as missing to the police. It took five days before the news of her sister's disappearance finally found its way to Rebecca. She could not believe it, saying, it's got to be a mistake, she wouldn't go missing, she wouldn't leave Reese behind. But, as she rang Natalie's phone and saw it was turned off, a realization began to hit. On the 8th of September, Natalie's father, David, gave an appeal to the public, saying, it is like she has disappeared off the face of the earth. Meanwhile, the police searched the homes of the missing 17-year-old and her relatives and took DNA samples. The following month, they offered a reward for information about Natalie's whereabouts, in the hope of encouraging people to come forward. Kevin was, of course, interviewed on multiple occasions, and was even arrested on suspicion of murdering Natalie in March 2004. But, he was eventually released without charge. Kevin has protested his innocence ever since. However, There are some pieces of evidence suggesting that something did happen to Natalie inside her home, and she might never have left to buy cigarettes after all. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem
0: impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care.
1: a taxi driver told police that he had been called to the house and a man came out carrying a baby and holding four or five black bin bags. During the investigation, the bags were recovered from the attic as well as a blood stained t shirt which matched Natalie's DNA. Kevin's reply to the revelation was rather curious as he said, I never said I didn't get a taxi. I'm saying the taxi driver is a liar. I want to make sure the truth comes out. I didn't put anything into that taxi. Of course, as the t-shirt was found at Natalie's home, the blood on it could have come from anywhere at any point. Nevertheless, based on the evidence, the country's senior coroner, Zafar Zidik, delivered a verdict stating, Natalie most likely died the day she disappeared at her own home or nearby, saying, I don't know from the evidence and the circumstances how, Sadly, she lost her life. I am satisfied that, on the balance of probability, Natalie is deceased. It's likely that she died at her home address or in the near vicinity on the 1st of September 2003. During the investigation, woodland, lakes and graveyards were searched and police received reports of possible sightings of Natalie across the UK. But, to the 17-year-old's family, something happening to her at home makes much more sense. Rebecca says she is a billion percent sure that her sister did not run away. She simply would not have just left Reese behind. In addition... Natalie's bank card that she allegedly took with her that day has never been used again since her disappearance. But if Natalie really was murdered inside her home, where is her body? And how was there so little evidence left behind? Did her murderer have the time to clean the crime scene and stage the disappearance? Rebecca and the friends and family of Natalie are hoping that one day these questions will be answered. The investigation into the disappearance and murder of Natalie Putt continues. If anyone has any information, no matter how insignificant they feel it might be, please get in touch with the investigation team on 101. Alternatively, you can contact Crimestoppers Anonymous on 0800-555-111 or at crimestoppersuk.org. At the time of her disappearance, Natalie was 5 foot 1 tall. She had a slim build with black shoulder-length hair and a Midlands accent. She was wearing a white hooded sweatshirt, tight cream trousers, large gold hooped earrings, white trainers, and an engraved pendant.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of True Crime Britain. For sources and photos relating to today's case, or to find out how you can access things like ad-free and bonus episodes, you can visit www.truecrimebritain.com where you'll find more information.
1: Kingdom that unites all four nations England, Ireland, Scotland, and of course, my homeland, Wales. With a population of almost 70 million people, a rich cultural history, more than 1,200 years of constitutional monarchy, and arguably the nicest cup of tea in the world, it's easy to see what makes Britain so great. As the gateway to Europe, it draws more than 40 million visitors a year from across the globe, each one hoping to experience what makes Britain so unique. But behind the pomp and the circumstance and the football greats, Britain has seen serious crime increase year after year, with incidents becoming even darker and more sinister when a metropolitan police officer arrested a 33-year-old female for breaching COVID-19 regulations. He wasn't acting in the public's best interest, but as a predator hunting for prey. A 24-year-old man collides with a tree in the Welsh Valleys in the dark of night and is witnessed walking away from the vehicle, alive. After that he mysteriously vanishes. When an innocent toddler is taken from his mother's side in a shopping mall and the horror of his final moments are revealed. Think serious crime doesn't happen where you are? Think again. True Crime Britain features some of the most disturbing, heartbreaking and mysterious crimes committed in the United Kingdom. Crimes that have shocked and shaped us as a nation and beyond. Crimes where we may not always recall the specifics, but we will always remember the victims. And along the way, you'll learn about Great Britain itself, the towns and boroughs that make up its vast landscape, as we look inside the mind of predators, their prey and their hunting grounds. New episodes are released every Wednesday. You can subscribe now so you never miss an episode by simply searching for True Crime Britain on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or just visit www.truecrimebritain.com And remember, wherever you are, please stay safe.